Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome back to another episode of the Wolverine Recruiting Podcast. I am your host, Trevor Ritchie. And as you can see, as always, joined by recruiting insider EJ Holland and fellow reporter Marshall Levinson, once again, here to talk the latest in Michigan football recruiting. And we'll get right into it. EJ, if you don't mind, bring us up to speed on kind of what the Wolverines are doing in the running back department and landing. Um, however you would define it, let's see how you define it. Benjamin Hall. Yeah, I would, I would say Benjamin Hall is a, a Mike Hart would describe him as a, a gem. Um, Michigan's new running back commit out of Georgia is currently unranked. Did have some decent offers. Uh, you know, I know South Carolina was in the mix there, Kansas State, a few other Power Five programs. But, you know, it's not not the elite back that Michigan fans were expecting this cycle, especially after pulling in a similar prospect in C.J. Stokes last cycle. So Michigan is now gone back-to-back cycles with uh, lower-rated running back commits. Michigan has two this cycle, Cole Cabana and Benjamin Hall. However, Cabana is more of a running back slash athlete. He he runs a 10-6. He's a guy that can line up in the slot, do a little bit of everything similar, and maybe not necessarily build, but playing style or utilization as A.J. Henning uh, currently on Michigan's roster. So, with Hall, I think he's more of a guy that was a maybe a little bit uh, too early of a, a take, in my opinion. I, I feel like Michigan needed to get uh, a higher ranked back this cycle, considering last cycle's take. Um, and, you know, the fact that that Donovan Edwards might might be a three year guy. So, I mean, I don't know. I know uh, Marshall has, has watched a little more film with it being maybe more so in his region but you know with, with guys out there still like like a Jaden Lemar who, who's a higher ranked back or Mark Fletcher who just committed to Ohio State that was high on Michigan before the Hall commitment I feel like Michigan could have waited to take Hall maybe later on in the cycle as opposed to jumping into it right now because it's always going to be hard to sell two backs to another elite back you know i don't think uh high-end backs really want to be part of a three-back class and we'll toss it to you marshall i mean first of all what do you think about hall what do you think about that last point ej made obviously and then how do you tell fans to kind of console with the fact like ej said that you know some would say you're looking at a gym but then you have to also look at the fact that he's unranked right now yeah I mean, i think he's an intriguing prospect he's a kind of more of that with his height and weight, a little bit more of that bulldozer back. He's six foot, two twenty five, so he's a little thicker than some some of the other running backs they were going after. Um, I think, kind of going back to EJ's point, maybe a little bit of an early take. Um, I think this is probably a prospect that, if you know he likes Michigan and he's interested, you can probably keep him warm for a while. And if he does even commit somewhere else, you could probably circle back to him and probably get him to 
change his mind down the road if that's something you wanted to do. But um, it, it is interesting, especially with the mindset of they're trying to get a high-profile running back. Because um, with just Cole Cabana in the mix, no one's – I mean, especially with him being kind of a, a dual-position dual guy playing all over the offense – you can still sell a, a higher ranked running back of for playing time and kind of the depth chart. But now that you have two guys that are listed as running backs, that's going to be a little bit more difficult, but again, you can kind of still consider that you only really have one true running back. Cause you can just tell people that, Oh, well, Cabana is going to play both or we can still get another running back and we'll tell them that Cabana is going to play both and stuff like that. So it'll be interesting, but I mean, I, I do think it was, a key commitment in the fact that he's from Georgia and they're trying to hit that state very hard right now. So he, that's probably, or potentially a prospect that could maybe talk to others in that area. If you're trying to create kind of a domino effect. Um, I don't know how much pull hall has with any others in the area, but that could be one side of the coin that you could look at it as a positive for right now. Um, and we'll see how it comes to, to play, but, we just saw Mark Fletcher commit to Ohio State, um, and there's a couple other running backs that seem to be leaning other directions. Um, but there's a few others that I'm sure EJ will touch on here in a second that are still on the board, and you could potentially convince to still come to Michigan despite having two running backs on the board. Just to bounce off of of Marshall really quick, a um, couple of points he made is one, Hall is a bigger back, so he complements Cabana well. And Michigan has been trying to fill that role. You saw in the spring game, uh, Tavier Dunlap got some run. They moved Kalel Mullings from linebacker to running back. Uh, so they're trying to, to get a bigger back to fill that Hassan Haskins role uh, that has now been vacated. Obviously, Hall being a little ways off, not being on the roster, being a 2022 commit, but they're looking for that battering Ram type of back. And, and two, he is from a big program in Georgia. So like Marshall mentioned, they are trying to make an impact into Peach State. So he didn't have a ton of production at North Cobb last year, but he did flash uh, in, in some of those moments. It, it's a big school. It consistently turns out D1 talent, and they play really, really good competition. So I'm interested to see how Hall does as a senior and maybe you know Mike Hart who was one of the greatest running backs in Michigan history he obviously knows what he's looking for uh so he might beat us out as as talent evaluators and, and maybe he did find a, a gem in Hall um so we'll, we'll kind of see how it shakes out and I think maybe Hart being a a lower rated guy himself maybe not necessarily under the radar but I you know I think Hart was a three-star prospect maybe looking for a guy in a in a similar mold hall would kind of check that box. I think both of you covered all the bases there, but I mean, for me being new as well, what does this mean next in terms of the running back room, whoever wants to go there? Yeah. I mean, I'll take that. I mean, you have two backs, uh, like we, we kind of both said, uh, it's going to be hard to get a third back in there. You look at Jaden Lemar, who I brought up out of the Pacific Northwest. He's a guy who is looking to make an official visit to Michigan in the summer. It'll be interesting to see if he does do that despite Michigan having two backs or if Michigan even pursues having a third running back in this class. But I think Lemar is a really interesting talent that's already been to Michigan twice. Michigan is also trying to hit the Pacific Northwest pretty hard and lure some guys out of uh, Washington State and Oregon. So 
it, you know, the, I think Lemar's still a potential option. I think Samuel Singleton is still a potential option down in Florida in the Jacksonville area. Michigan is recruiting Jacksonville very hard. They have a tie on staff through area recruiter George Hilo, who's a Jacksonville native. Singleton's been on campus in the past, so he's another uh, high-end, uh, you know, consensus four-star prospect that could be an option for Michigan. But it's kind of wait and see. I mean, it's it's tough to take three backs. It's tough to sell three backs. Marshall, I mean, you know, you, you've covered recruiting for a little while as well. Um, do you think that Michigan should move forward with a third back? I mean, it's in, in an ideal world, yes, you would you would like to say they can get that third back that's maybe the 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 key note running back or the the feature running back of this class. And you just mentioned two that would would fill that role. I think another one is one that I saw in Kansas City this weekend that just visited three weeks ago or so is Jeremiah Love, who is another guy that this weekend showed he can play both running back and receiver. And he said that that's what he wants to do at college. So he ran a 4.39 laser time 40 and went through the wide receiver drills with absolute precision. He, he didn't really work out as a running back because he said he wanted to show people on camera that he can play receiver. So that's something that he wants to do. If Michigan were to try and find another dual position or kind of overall just playmaker, I think Jeremiah Love would be an interesting one. Um, but they would have to kind of come out – Michigan would have to come out and say, like, we are recruiting you to play both wide receiver and running back. So that is something that he um, said he likes uh, Missouri right now for is because they have come out and kind of guaranteed him that is saying, like, you will – you will play both. You will be a big factor in our offense in multiple facets. So um, in my personal experience, landing three running backs is extremely tough because you risk, not only is it hard to land a third, but you risk once you do land that third, do one of the first two go elsewhere. So um, I guess it'll come down to whether how much Michigan values Cole Cabana and Hall of running the risk of bringing in a third back. But I also think that, if you're bringing in a third back, Michigan would probably be telling Hall and Cabana, like, here's how we're going to make this work. Here's our kind of mindset so that you can kind of convince everybody in that situation that it's, that it's kind of the best situation. So um, those conversations can sometimes be kind of tough, but I'm sure that it will happen somewhere down the line of whether Michigan, like EJ said, whether Michigan even wants to attempt to, bring on a third and if they do it'll have to be pretty calculated but Marshall two things there one you would say it is still a possibility that that happens and then two just to go back and touch on something both of you said EJ mentioned it that obviously some of these people on the staff are are going to be better talent evaluators than we are but just because to the point you made Marshall that they may have bid a little early that doesn't necessarily mean that they they missed either right I don't want that to be the sentiment that we give off here at the same token Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. No, and I don't think it was a, a thing of settling either. I think that they probably had a, an opinion that Hall was the perfect fit of what they wanted and and now was a good time to take them. And I mean, obviously, 
hindsight's 2020. So we'll know in the future what, whether maybe that was the right move or not, depending on um, when this class kind of wraps up, if you hear some, some rumblings of, Oh, so-and-so was going to commit, but there was no room or whatever it may be. So um, I think that they got the guy they wanted in this scenario to compliment Cabana, like EJ said, um, now it's just kind of a waiting game to see if, if they one want to bring in that third guy or if they can convince a third guy to do so. Let's go ahead, I guess, and change gears to just overall commits. I mean, Michigan's trying to build some, some momentum. Um, I think Deacon Tonielli is a guy that I saw on the road. We talked about on our previous podcast, uh, a guy that could jump, jump in the, in the ship for Michigan. Uh, Michigan just lost Andrew Raplier to Penn state. They're on 300 tight end commit. So I feel like Tony Ellie would be a perfect uh, replacement. He, again, is a four-star prospect out of Chicagoland in the western suburbs, uh, basketball-type guy that has a lot of upside as just an athletic profile uh, from an athletic standpoint, athletic profile standpoint, has played a lot of flex and wide receiver, but can add weight and be an inline guy. I think, again, he'd be a great replacement for Rapley. I think Michigan leads, and I, I've gone ahead and put in uh, an on-three an on recruiting prediction for him but I also think another guy in the state of Illinois uh that that could jump soon could be Jair Hill he's a, a four-star prospect out of Kankakee um really like him six foot three 185 pounds can play corner safety wide receiver wildcat quarterback you name it I saw him live in the fall and he's extremely impressive I think Michigan leads for him and Marshall had an opportunity to get his first live eval of Jair Hill out in Kansas City what were your thoughts, Marshall? I really liked him. Um, going into it, I saw that he was 6'3", and it was like you don't really see many 6'3 corners very often um, that don't get moved to safety. But, I mean, he, he played that that role very well. And, I mean, I liked what I saw. And I would agree he's one of the, the upcoming guys that I would say has a very good chance to commit at any moment. He did say when I talked to him that he's planning on taking several official visits. But I also get the feeling that, if he, especially with Michigan, if he kind of gets that feeling or sees what he wants to see, that he might just shut it down and, and make that decision um, this summer. So um, he did say that there's also a chance that this could go into the season, but I don't, I feel, I feel better about saying this will end in the summer at some point, um, or at least right before his senior season. But um, I don't know if I'm going to put in a prediction yet. I know, um, I'm I'm leaning towards that way, but here in a couple of weeks, if he if he come if he gets on a visit, um, I think that might be kind of the the closing deal for for himself and Michigan. Um, but I would say that right now he's probably the recruit that could pop at any moment if he kind of gets that feeling or hears the right thing and and decides to just end it. Anything else that that fans, uh, you know, Wolverine faithful should should be excited about or expect on the uh, on the recruiting front? Oh, five-star quarterback Dante Moore is expected to make a visit to campus later this week. Uh, we'll see if that happens, depending on his travel schedule. But he is expected right now. We will have full Dante Moore coverage over at the Wolverine, where you can subscribe for one dollar for one year. What's the battle look like there between Notre Dame and Michigan, EJ? Well, I think, you know, uh, Notre Dame's been considered the recent favor, favorite, but Michigan has been the constant in that recruitment. I think they've done a better job with connecting uh, on a personal level with him as of late. 
think Jim Harbaugh, now that spring ball is over, is going to be more personally involved. And the evaluation period actually opens here on April 15th. So I'm sure Harbaugh will be by Detroit King to see him. So longer this goes, the better for Michigan. And, and right now, Dante's expected to take it into late summer. Marshall, any uh, last thoughts before we get out of here? Uh, yeah, just one. Obviously, I, I know EJ tweeted about it, and I'm sure you saw it, but um, five-star edge target, Nicholas Harbor. Um, some people may not understand this one, but his NIL valuation skyrocketed about $90,000. I think it was went from like $34,000 to $112,000 or $115,000 um, after his viral track video of him running a 10-2-9 and a 10-3 at his absurd size. So I think that's something that Michigan can kind of play into. They have some guys that are succeeding in the NIL market um, and they can kind of, other than off, off of just the football talks with them and in recruiting him and some of his teammates, I think that might be something they can bring up here and there of like, we can help you capitalize on that valuation and um, kind of with the, with the market and the people we have around us and everything. So I, I'm sure that that'll be something that, comes up when when your NIL valuation skyrockets by 80 or $90,000 by um, running really fast for 10 seconds. So, Hey, but it's pretty simple, Marshall, right? Obviously, I do a lot of the NIL coverage. And, and when you're looking at, you know, what factors into that going up or down, it's really two things, athletic performance and, and social media engagement or following. Um, and when you have both of those in one piece, whether it's just one viral moment or a stretch of, of really good content or really good play on the field, then you're gonna see that jump. You might not see it jump $90,000, but you'll see it jump nonetheless. Um, EJ, any thoughts there before we close out? Yeah, I think Harbor is just a unique, well, obviously he's a, he's a rare athletic specimen, but it's a unique case because he's a guy that can play professional football and potentially become an Olympian as well. That's his goal. I went out to Washington, D.C. to see him last month, and he said he wants to be in the league and be a guy that runs in the Olympics. I mean, he can capitalize on that so much, uh, especially at his size. I think what makes it even more unique is this is a guy that's six foot four, you know, 230 pounds, running a ridiculous 10-3, 100-meter, which if you run a 10-3, 100-meter, it's it's ridiculous at the high school level to begin with. To do that at that size is pretty much unheard of, especially with Harbor. Uh, and a lot of people don't know this, but Harbor is only 16 years old. And not only is he 16 years old as a 2023 recruit, he doesn't turn 17 until right before school starts. Like he missed the cutoff to be a 2024 recruiter to be in the next grade by like three days or something. So he's extremely young for his age. Um, I mean, again, six foot four, 230 pounds, 16 year old with 10, three speed. I mean, that's a NIL deal waiting to happen. I was about to say that equals unlimited NIL potential, right? Yeah. I think the only person in the league that's that size is running that fast is DK Metcalf, who was in the Olympic trials. And, but DK is a skill player. He's playing wide receiver. Nicholas Harbour's rushing the passer. I mean, those are two very different things, but to see them on the basically the same pedestal, the same size and speed is utterly ridiculous. Right. Anything else, guys? I think that's it. I think, uh, like like I said in the past, I've subscribed to thewolverine.com, $1 for one year. You guys know the drill, $1 for one year on the Wolverine. Uh, don't forget to like, rate, subscribe, share. Until next time. <laughs>